What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, yeah, I'm on a roll here with 2023 or 2023 or whatever the hell we're calling it. And it's time for some more odds and ends of this current year. And just in case you are a new friend, a new listener to the show here, the odds and ends are songs that appear on things that probably won't make it to most critics' lists by the end of the year. So basically it's the Island of Misfit Toys of Music, songs from soundtracks, cover albums, tribute albums, live albums, reissues, songs from podcasts, single-only releases, EPs, What have you? That's quite a few examples, but I think you understand where I'm coming from here. And I mentioned cover albums. Yes, that opening track right there, we kick things off with a song from a brand new cover album from Saxon. This is like the second cover album they've done in as many years. They've put out like two, I guess, in just this decade. And so this album is called More Inspirations. And on an album where... Saxon does songs by Kiss and Nazareth and ZZ Top, some of the best bands of all time. What do I choose to spotlight from that record? Yes, Alice Cooper from the inside. Hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. I love that song. And I've been enjoying these Saxon cover albums. I'm not really that huge on the stuff that Saxon's been putting out lately, but I've made the argument over the last 15, 20 years or so that Even if bands don't have anything to give me, per se, in my personal opinion, hey man, just do cover albums. Uh, Honestly, like, think about it this way. If you are a band where you probably get the idea that your fan base, or at least the fan base that is showing up to see you live, maybe put out more cover albums than original albums at this point, because you play a song that everybody knows, they're not going to go to the bathroom during it. That's just how I look at it, and maybe that's not a good way to represent art in itself, but... I think that's a pretty easy and basic game plan if you want to go that route. If you're a band you don't want to see anybody go to the bathroom, do cover albums from now on. How I Wish Poison had kept that route going after that cover album that they did in the mid-aughts. And same thing with Def Leppard, honestly, mostly, to a certain degree. But, yeah, let me step down a little bit from the soapbox here and get into the next tune we got here. And speaking of bands that only Eddie Trunk listens to, no, I'm totally kidding. Actually, I... I have nothing massively against Eddie Trunk. I'm totally fine with him for the most part. I do hate the fact that people associate bands with Eddie Trunk because some of the bands he gives it up for, like A Thin Lizzy or A UFO, you should be listening to those bands, especially their classic output, and I will prove it by foe. They have a uh, quote-unquote brand new live album out. At least it got released for the first time here in 2023, it's an album called Werewolves of London, believe it or not, uh, because it's in London. And talk about a band that's got a lot to live up to when it comes to live albums, because they have one of the greatest live albums of all time in Strangers of the Night. So how do you even remotely compete with that? Well, you don't. If you want to talk about some carny business moves right here, so they put out this new live album, Strangers in the Night, and they use the same kind of art that was used on Strangers in the Night. So they might actually get quite a handful of confused buying out there. 
But I will say they deliver three-fifths of the original lineup there that did Strangers in the Night, so it's not so bad. And I listened to it. It's a fun listen. Of course, can't compete with the original, but I don't think it's a waste of time either, so I recommend it if you're a decent enough fan. So you got Phil Mogg there, Pete Way, Michael Shanker, and rounding out the lineup on this particular live album, Paul Raymond and Simon Wright on drums. Like I said, I think it's a fun listen. And since I don't think it's fair to compete with the original classic live album, I'm not going to play any repeated songs from that album. I'm going to play one of the new songs they were taking a chance on and performing on this tour that they recorded this album on. And you're about to hear Filmog chat it up anyway. But I will say, this is a decent standout track from this live album. Like I said, a lot of competition there with the classic material. But this one stuck out for me, so I'd like to play it for you. It's a song from their Walk on Water album in the mid-90s. So here is UFO with a live version of their song called Venus. I'm going to play a couple more tracks off of Walk on Water. First one's Venus, the next one's self-explanatory. Understand, Venus holds you in the palm of her hand as her blackness touched your very heart. She smiles sweetly as your world falls apart. Thank you. 
encircles me Wraps me in a suffering sleeper Waves of darkness rise like the sea In her addiction I will drown
Ah, uh, yes. You know, I like to throw in that odd, fun, surprise cover song, especially when it comes to the odds and ends. I do it quite a bit because, honestly, I play a lot of cover songs on the odds and ends because that tends to be the case sometimes, whether it be like kind of a single-only release. But in this case, that particular track was from this new all-instrumental album. And yes, I did not mention that as an example at the top of the show, but all-instrumental albums for me count as odds and ends because... I just don't feel like they really get that critical love once again at the end of the year. And for me personally, it's hard for me to review instrumental albums on the on the point system because not, not that they don't deal in song structure when it comes to instrumental albums, but to me, like, lyrics kind of complete the song in a sense. I know that's going to sound like I'm being a dick, but I don't mean it to be that way, especially for someone that actually knows how to play a couple of instruments. I don't mean it that way. Instrumental albums are not a lesser law. For me, it's just, once again, no vocals, no harmonies in that sense. And that just, it makes it really hard for me to rate those things as individual songs. And I kind of consider them like these full listening experiences, if you will. But that all being said, that was from the brand new album called Running Up That Hill. Because you probably recognize that as an instrumental cover of Kate Bush's once again, newly crowned monster classic single there, Running Up That Hill, now performed by this particular band called the Apice Perdomo Project. And yes, that is legendary, legendary rock drummer Carmine Apice, along with guitar player Fernando Perdomo, hence the name Apice Perdomo Project. And yes, the album is called Running Up That Hill. I'm actually on their band camp right now, so I'll I, I tell you what, I'm just going to read the press release provided by Cleopatra through Bandcamp verbatim. It's really quick, so I figured this will give you a good example by people more qualified than I to say this. So, yes, superstar drummer Carmine Apice and guitar slinger slash producer extraordinaire Fernando Perdomo team up once again. So now i got to go back and listen to whatever else they did before. Once again on this stellar album of Fiery Rock Instrumentals! Exclamation mark. Here's the fun part. Features special guest performances by Billy Sheehan of Mr. Big and David Lee Roth, Derek Sherinian of Dream Theater, and many others. Jimmy Haslip, which I knew that name, but he's credited here as a member of the Yellow Jackets, like that jazz unit. Bumblefoot, who you may know, worked in GNR briefly. Tony Franklin, bass player extraordinaire, uh, famously with The Firm a while back. Phil Suzanne, ex-Ozzy Osbourne and Vince Neil, and more. Highlights include a stunning version of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill and the crushingly heavy Biker Gang, the funky Zeppelin-esque Drum City, and lots more. So if you liked that version of Running Up That Hill and the rest of that piques your interest, go check it out. A Peace Perdomo Project. Fun stuff. Okay, speaking of bands that only Eddie Trunk... No, I'm just kidding. But not kidding. So I've got a twofer to play for you now by Tesla. Yes, Tesla has a brand new live album out called Full Throttle Live. And I believe it's called that because I think I heard it was recorded at Sturgis, like last year, the year before, or something like that, at COVID Sturgis Fest. And, uh, <laughs> but I listened to this and I, I like the album, actually. I'm not even a big Tesla guy, honestly, but I enjoyed this album also kind of for the reason that it's short. That's <laughs> something that may be noteworthy to some of you. It's not like a double live album. It's a 45-minute tight live album, like a really random opening slot that they would do for some other band bigger than them, like Def Leppard or something like that. And it's not a hits fest. 
It seems to be like band and fan favorites. So there's a few known songs on there, at least known to like a intermediate fan. But it's really, if you're a hardcore fan, then I think you're probably really, really digging this one. And like me, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Greatest Hits fan for the most part. My favorite album of theirs is Psychotic Supper. And as luck would have it, I'm going to play you a Psychotic Supper track to represent this album. And I'm going to double down on this because there is a new song at the end of this album. So it's basically 40 minutes of a live album and then a brand new studio track, which is a cover song. If you don't look it up and spoil it for yourself right now, you'll be surprised maybe to hear this once we get done playing the live track. So we're going to play a new live and a new studio track, both from the same Tesla release called Full Throttle Live. We're going to kick things off here with a song that always makes me think of Z-Rock to this day, which is Call It What You Want. It's like a in a cradle 
right, there you go. Everybody's favorite working man's hair band, although they're not a hair band. Don't tell, don't call them that. But that was Tesla from Full Throttle Live. We kicked off that twofer with Call It What You Want, one of my favorite songs from Psychotic Supper, and one of my favorite songs of theirs of all time. And then we finished things off with not only their second Aerosmith cover, to my knowledge, but their second Aerosmith cover from the same Aerosmith album. So back in the mid-2000s, I was talking about Poisoned earlier, around the same time Tesla put out their own covers album, actually two volumes of it around the same time, called Reel to Reel, Volumes 1 and 2. And on Volume 2, I believe, they covered Seasons of Wither from Get Your Wings. And right here, you've got the great SOS Too Bad, which, yes, once again, originally appeared on the great Get Your Wings. So probably a safe bet and assumption to say that Tesla and Chris Penn share the same favorite Aerosmith album. All right. So moving on here, we've got some more live tracks to play for you. Next up, we're going to do another twofer. And I'm going to call this the live black section because both bands have the word black in their name, but they're two different bands. We're going to kick things off with something from the latest Black Crows live album, Shake Your Moneymaker Live, and it is what it says it is. It's the Black Crows performing the entirety of their debut album from 1990, Shake Your Moneymaker Live, from on tour from a couple of years ago. I saw that tour. It was excellent, if you didn't hear me talk about that on a previous episode, because I do kind of have a current concert chronology going on, as well as the other concert chronology that I do. And if you're a long-time listener, you know what I'm talking about. What goes on in my brain? But anyway... Back to the Black Crows. Thankfully, they had the wherewithal to at least run tape on probably the entirety of this tour. Uh, But worst case scenario, they were running tape on at least a show from this tour. It's nice to have this well-documented because, once again, I think they sounded great on this tour. And I like the idea. Apparently, every night on the tour, they had a different second set where they would rotate songs around, play fan favorites, and some more hits to send the people home happy. On this one, it's a nice handful of Southern Harmony songs and a couple of cover songs. So it's a nice little mix. And the great soul singing from Lions is on there. Love that song. So I recommend this. Shake Your Moneymaker Live. It's a cool release. I will definitely, I don't have it right now physically, full disclosure. But I definitely will be getting the vinyl version for sure. I may even double down and double format this because I like it so much. But definitely going to get it on vinyl. Till I make that purchase, check this one out here. This really stood out. I I made a point that I was going to play something off of the album set and go deep as well because you kind of want to with this album because the big hits off of there, everybody's heard them. They hear them every day on the radio if you listen to the radio for some weird reason. But I'm going to stay away from She Talks to Angels and Twice as Hard and Jealous Again and stuff like that. Those are all great songs. But yeah, going to go deep like I tend to do with that particular album. So this one sounds great on the live album, so I wanted to spotlight this on its own, have it stand out and shine a big spotlight on it. So here you go. To kick off our live Black Twofer, here's the Black Crows with Stare It Cold. Yeah. 
Okay, a bunch of live greatness right there and a nice twofer, nice little double shot. 
the live black double shot right there. We kick things off with the Black Crows with Steric Cold from their Shaker Moneymaker live album from this year. And we continued on with a track from the 40th anniversary of Black Sabbath's Live Evil double album. So I, I love the Live Evil album. I always have. But the big story and big contention about the album over the years that supposedly this is the album that broke up that lineup, which is very sad and it really puts a big black eye on it. So the story goes, they record the live album in a handful of cities and I believe it's mostly Dallas, San Antonio and Seattle, Washington. Mob Rules Tour, they're flying high. They come off these like two shit hot records, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. They do this tour, they record the live album they even do some of the Ozzy songs, which I think Dio was kind of hot and cold with performing those, but he does a great job on them. So come time to mix the live album, and it's not the controversy that most bands deal with where they punch in notes and it's known that they did. I don't know that they did this at all for this one, but apparently there were two factions in the group where they each thought that they were being misrepresented in the mix and their stuff was too low, so... The story goes, each camp will go in and sneak back and turn their stuff up overnight and then come back and their stuff will be turned up. And then the other ones would sneak back and turn their stuff up. And that, that's the way I heard the story. I've read multiple books about Sabbath and they all corroborate this story. So it was split up into Iomi and Butler and then Dio and Apathy. And then when the band broke up, Apathy stayed with Dio. They started the Dio band and the rest is history, of course. But... Now, 40 years later, after all the controversy and everything, yes, they remastered this album, which it's been remastered before. But more importantly, for the 40th anniversary, you now have two options to listen to this record. So you got the remaster in the first half. and the second half, it's a remixed and remastered version, which remix can definitely be a good thing as it pertains to live albums. And if they have the old original tapes, then you could do what they did here for Live Evil. And this guy, Wynn Davis, went in and really just put a whole bunch of fresh coats of wax on this thing. I love, love, love this 40th anniversary remix. It sounds great. Everybody seems to be very even Steven on the levels. So I think it's right at a huge wrong here. And if you're any kind of Sabbath fan or Dio fan, you gotta hear this. It is so cool. As you heard on that track, that's from the remix side of things. And that was a really cool version of Sabbath with, of course, the late, great Ronnie James Dio and lead vocals doing a cool, cool rendition of NIB, which originally appeared on the first Sabbath album. All right, so go forth with that. Go get that live Evil Anniversary. Totally worth it. So this one right here, this next one's been out for a little while, pretty much since the beginning of the year here in 2023. And it's the latest release from Steve Vai. And Steve puts out like a ton of records. He's very very prolific and always has been uh, this one apparently and i read the press release like everybody else did that's a fan when this came out I was like what is this like i i think it's always interesting when there's a vi record that comes out that has vocals attached to it so i'm like okay and then you read the press release and you realize this album's been sitting in the vaults for 32 years now and i'll give you the quick rundown here that like i said there's articles online about this but in short, right after the Passion and Warfare album and before he did the Vi Project with Devin Townsend, the Sex and Religion record, Vi apparently turned into like this massive biker and his best friend to go riding with was this guy named Johnny Sombrato. 
and his nickname was Gash. I guess that's his biker name. So they became good friends, and they went biking all the time and the whole thing. And so Steve, ever the artist, ever the musician, decides that he's going to put together some music that would be best accompanied by riding motorcycles while listening to this, like on headphones or something. And so that was the idea behind this music. And just to double down on the whole thing as an experience, he collaborated and had his best friend here, Gash, do all the lead vocals on this record. I never heard of this guy before, but I gotta say, guy's got a damn good singing voice. And this song especially that I'm going to play you on the show here really blew me away. And unfortunately, there's a big sad footnote to this whole project because by the end of the 90s, his best friend Gash actually passed away because of a motorcycle accident. So, you know, yeah, it happens. Very sad. But yeah, we've got this album now here for the whole world to enjoy. And I guess that's his ultimate tribute to one of his best friends ever. And once again, getting back to this record, just the music standing on its own, it's pretty much just kind of one thing. It's it's melodic, hard rock, heritage-type rock. But And, of course, you got the great Steve Vai on guitar. You can't go wrong with that. But the reason I'm going to play you this song especially, it really stuck out. And I had to look around. I was like, this can't be this guy singing because, you know, he sounded good on the record. But I legit thought, this is the, one of the best compliments I could give anybody. I legit thought that Graham Bonnet had reunited with Steve Vai from Alcatraz and sang on this particular song. I really thought this was Graham on the track, but I looked around, I checked all the credits, and it's just credited to Gash as the lead singer. So here you go. There's my tribute to Gash. You freaking sound like Graham Bonnet on this song. So good for you, man. You had some goddamn talent. So here you go. Here's my favorite song from the latest project here, the Vault release called Vi Gash, which it's just credited to Steve Vi, but if you go look it up anywhere you stream it, it's under Vi Gash. But here you go. Here's that song I mentioned. It's called She Saved My Life Tonight. Enjoy.
Yeah, even the arrangements right there with the vocals and the harmonies, that just sounds straight out of that God Bless video era. But yeah, there you have it. Vi Gash with She Saved My Life Tonight. Hope you enjoyed that. Go check it out if you're a fan of Steve or if you just like that song in general. I think you'll dig it. If you don't like instrumental music, this is not an instrumental record. So there you have it. Okay, we're going to do the last two for Here of the Nine, then I'm going to get out of here. So speaking of Steve Vai... Here's a gentleman that Vi played with for a number of years. Yes, it's an odds and ends episode. So, of course, it's the return of my spirit animal, Mr. Diamond David Lee Roth. Dave's got a couple more standalone single releases that he's put out lately. One being a Van Halen re-recording. The other one being a cover song. So, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play the Van Halen song up front and then save the last half for the surprise cover that I like to do here, especially on the odds and ends. So, once again, I don't know if there's plans to do a release of the Van Halen material that Dave went and re-recorded with his would-be Vegas band. I I know that this was like basically a guided rehearsal that they did live in Henson Recording Studios, so that's all I know about it. And even if there was plans for a release, then it would still be an odds and ends, because it's Dave re-recording his old Van Halen material. So, it works out either way. I hope there's a release of this down the road because I like it enough. And and like any re-recording, it doesn't replace the original. But it's fun to see where he's at as a performer of this material. So I'm an unabashed fan, so I'm going to defend it. And I always love the random covers that Dave does. So I, I definitely am digging the second half a little bit more. But to get you warmed up and get you into the surprise cover, here's Dave doing yet another Van Halen classic. This is his latest interpretation of the Atomic Punk. Turn it up.
Closing off the show here tonight and closing off this latest batch of the odds and ends of 2023. That was Diamond David Lee Roth starting off with his latest version of Atomic Punk with his latest recording and live band. And we finished things off with a song that is damn near 60 years old at this point, which is crazy to think. But that Motown classic, Ain't That Peculiar, that song was originally co-written by Smokey Robinson and a handful of other guys. I'm forgetting their names. I apologize. Songwriter guys. Motown guys. You guys are great. Some of the greatest of all time. But yes, that's Smokey Robinson penned co-write, which was made famous by the late, great Marvin Gaye. Ain't that peculiar? Which, here's a fun fact, since I'm a big freaking Kiss nerd, that song was also covered by Eric Carr as a demo for the Hot in the Shade album with all the same music that later became the Little Caesars song. So if you've ever heard the Kiss box set, you know that to be true. That was him doing the Marvin Gaye song. And now at this day version, I think it actually probably, if I had to guess, dates around the mid to late 90s era, like basically his initial Vegas period. Because like I've mentioned in the past, I think Dave recorded a whole bunch of guided covers for rehearsals and maybe even like some hype reels that he always liked to do and still does to this day. Dave is still, Dave was doing reels, as we call it now, long before anybody else was, and he's still doing it and doing it better than anybody else. There you have it. Sizzle reels, hype reels, whatever you want to call it. But yes, that was his take on Ain't That Peculiar. And I know I've said this before too, but I I don't understand how Dave hasn't put out just a smattering of cover albums. Like, just keep doing Crazy From The Heat. He should be up to like Crazy From The Heat Volume 12 at this point. Just put out... Four song EPs all the time. I think that would be awesome. But hey, till then, you can at least hear them here on Rock Strikes 10. And those are both, I would say, songs from podcasts now officially at this point. But some of those Van Halen songs he does put on streaming, some of them he doesn't. It's kind of weird. But there you go. That's Dave for you. And that's me out for the day. Hope you've enjoyed this particular episode. As it stands right now, just to give you an update, I am getting close I'm definitely on the last quarter of albums from 1983 that I'm listening to. Man, what a banner year for just music in general that is. So that's going to be really hard to put the countdown together, but I'm committed to doing it, and I should be committed. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to bring that to you. I'm staying current on new records from 2023, so that's going to be really cool. Once we get to the end of the year, I'll be ready for that. I even have a handful of old-school Rock Strikes 10 theme ideas to bring you. Wow. So big things doing here on Rock Strikes. And as always, stay tuned. Listen, like, subscribe, and share, and all that good stuff. You know the drill. Please tell your friends. Please. I'm begging you, man. Word of mouth is the only way I'm going to get it. Because I'm leaving it up to you. Because I suck at promoting myself online. Uh, If I have the mic on here, I've got all the ego in the world. But when it's off, I got none. So... There you have it. But yes, please stay tuned to this show. And until then, stay tuned for the plugs featuring my better half, Nola, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. 
When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.